Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a special live episode of Dream Business Radio. I'm your host, Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. I'm the founder of the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program, creator of No Hassle Newsletters, and host of this podcast now in its 10th year. This is episode 585. Today, I am flying solo, so I got the whole, whole screen to myself. As we approach the end of this year, 2023, I want to share with you some powerful tips on your success mindset that will help you prepare to make 2024 a tremendous year of growth and profitability. I've done um, extensive trainings over the last, well, dozen years or so since I started my podcast and videos on almost each one of these topics I'm going to share with you today. But I thought instead of picking one and going deep on that, I thought I'd present a little bit more of a fast-paced, oh, we'll call it a potpourri <laughs> of goodies, and we'll see what resonates with you. Before I get started, I want to encourage you to get a copy of my ebook, my free ebook, How to Charge What You're Worth and Work Three Days a Week, which details exactly what I've done to be able to work three days a week for the last eight years. Charging what you're worth, by the way, is one of the strategies, and it's a huge way to significantly shift your bottom line. I mean, just imagine having the same number of customers you have now, but each transaction is considerably higher. Anyway, you can get your Free copy of this ebook at work3daysaweek.com, work3daysaweek.com. All right, let's get started. The first thing I want to share with you is that often, I often refer to the number one trigger for entrepreneurs who want to achieve faster growth. And what I'm talking about is executing before you feel ready. And I didn't say before you are ready because feeling ready and being ready are two different things. And many entrepreneurs are actually ready before they feel ready. So it's kind of weird, especially if you're going to be doing big things. There are many big things that you can and should be do should be doing to grow your business, sharing your knowledge by writing more blog posts, writing more books, by doing live stream videos like this, by launching a podcast, becoming a speaker, speaking on your own stage, running your own events, becoming an author. All of these things are very, very big and you know they can be sometimes scary. And people, well, I don't feel ready to be a speaker. I'm not ready to host my own live events. Well, I guess you don't feel ready because you've never done it. So it's kind of a catch 22. So these are all things that are immensely helpful in marketing your business. But again, it's where most people don't feel ready and therefore they stay in their comfort zone and they can become complacent. By the way, complacency is a huge problem if you're seeking faster growth. To achieve big things in your business, you need to stretch far outside your comfort zone, probably farther than you even realize. And um, when you feel a little uncomfortable, 
by way of executing before you feel ready. That just adds to the, you know, maybe the little consternation or butterflies in your stomach, you know, but it's very, very important that if you're going to achieve big things in your business, you need to execute before you feel ready. Some refer to this as like jumping off a cliff and learning how to fly on the way down. My own personal mantra for the first 12 years of my entrepreneurial journey has been this massive action and implementation on multiple fronts simultaneously, not sequentially. I want to say it simultaneously, not sequentially, not doing one thing, then I'm going to do another, and then I'm going to start this, and then I'm going to launch that. You launch multiple things simultaneously, not sequentially. This will tend, this can leave a mess. I think Dan Kennedy, my mentor said, um, massive action can leave a messy kitchen. It's a good way to describe it. And not everybody's able to do it, but, you know, certainly high performers, high achievers get comfortable leaving a little bit of mess behind, but it's something that has served me very well. All right, let's continue with some additional tips and strategies to help make 2024 your best year ever. Number one, well, not number one, I'm not actually not going to count because I have no idea where we'll end up. I call it roll the dice. You need to make bigger bets and play a bigger game. Big breakthroughs happen only with big, bold moves. If you're only doing free media, if you're only doing it paid marketing to the tune of five or 10 bucks a week, in my opinion, and I'm sorry if this offends somebody, you don't have the right to expect big rewards by making small, safe bets, okay? If you want to have big rewards or the possibility of big rewards, you need to place big bets and not, and by very nature, big bets are risky. I mean, that's the, <laughs> that's the part of owning a business. Perhaps a less elegant way to say this, I don't know if I, well, I'll say it, is to grow a set and bet on yourself to win big. It's one of the biggest things you can do. Bet on yourself to win big. Next, every high achiever that I've ever known or worked with or especially been mentored by has come to accept the fact that perfectionism is a waste of time. One of my memes says perfectionism is a label you put on yourself to keep yourself from getting criticized because perfectionists never actually launch, right? You, the book is in the word processor for 10 years, or I'm going to be doing video. I got to set up my screen. I'm going to do a studio. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You never, ever launch because you want it to be perfect, right? Perfectionism is a complete waste of time for entrepreneurs who want to grow. It's an absolute growth killer. What you want to do, do your best work. I'm not talking about putting out crappy work. Do the best work you can, but recognize it'll never be perfect. Launch now, move forward, course correct as you go. All right. Uh, my next tip falls under the category of you can have excuses or you can have results, but not both. And what I'm going to share with you are a few of what I call if only excuses that I think you should eliminate from your vocabulary and certainly from your mindset. If only I had more education, if only the economy were better, if only we had a different administration, if only I could start again, if only I had be, been luckier, if only my parents funded me or I had a bigger trust fund, if only I could clean up my debts, then I would invest in my business. These are all excuses that are preventing you from growing. My best advice on this is to start right where you are, work with what you have and keep moving forward. If you want to know my whole backstory, I'm sure you might be familiar with it, or you can read it in my books, which are free. But I started after a long term of unemployment, my scare with cancer, had a lot of credit card debt, just started and kept moving forward. And there, there's a lot of other lessons that uh, I may share if the clock permits me. So anyway, next, a few weeks ago, about a month ago, 
I produced a list of what I call the top 10 mistakes that keep entrepreneurs broke or at least struggling for far too long. Here are just some of them. And hopefully you don't recognize too many of these on your own list. You're a slow walker. That means you're slow walking everything that's important and everything that can help you grow because A, it might be hard or B, because it might take a while to do or C, because there's an investment of time or money. So you're going to slow walk it. Slow walking the implementation and rolling out of said important thing is going to slow walk the results. The next thing I call out of focus and gross. When you focus on short-term profits and not the long-term profitability of your business, that's very, very bad. And when you focus on gross revenue and not net profits, that's also bad. Gross is for sanity. Gross is for vanity. Nets for sanity. One example that you've probably heard: if you, there was a there was a guy who did, um, let's say he did a million dollars. I'm a seven figure business earner, and he does these events all around the country. puts on these live events, brings in a million dollars in revenue, but it costs him nine hundred and twenty thousand dollars to put on these events by terms of rent, marketing, etc. Therefore, he has an eighty thousand dollar business. That's gross versus uh, net. Somebody else may have a $350,000 gross revenue business, but they've only got $100,000 in expenses. They have four, have a $250,000. Which would you rather have? So focus on the net and not the gross. Things are going to make a big difference down the road when you do this. So gross, gross is for sanity. Gross is for vanity, nets for sanity. Go ahead, Jim, get it together. All right. The next thing is trying too hard. Far too many entrepreneurs try too hard to be liked and respected and perceived to be a good fit by everyone just in case it works out. It's not meant to work out. You're not meant to do business with everybody. This is a very, very fast way to not be respected by the majority for sure. Because again, you're not meant to do business with everybody. You want to know who your avatar is. Your avatar is a description of who your perfect target customer is. You should know everything about that and you market your business to those people. Really, truly, highly effective marketing does two things. It attracts those people I just mentioned and it also repels the others because who's got time to take phone calls and do prospecting with people who aren't a good fit for your business anyway? All right. The next thing I have is called no C&P. C&P stands for consistency and persistency. So you try things, some stick, some don't. So you're all over the place. That is not consistency. And the other thing that you need to do with your marketing is you need to be persistent. Some people, entrepreneurs either get bored or they lose their patience or whatever. And so I, I Jim, I put a solid month into this and, and it's just not gaining any traction. Who the heck builds a dream business in a month, right? So some of my clients say, Oh my gosh, we we launched this and you know, we got one or two sales. Okay, in what time period? Uh, the weekend? No, you've got to be persistent. Keep going, keep going. Consistently and persistently keep sharing your message. And eventually enough people will hear it. And hopefully, if it's a good message, enough people will therefore want to do business with you. The next thing. You're far too eager to get married. If someone likes your Facebook post or they comment, maybe they send you a DM and say, hey, love this. I've been following you, super blah, 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 blah. Or they message you or email you. 
And the next thing you know, you reach out, hey, great, thanks, really appreciate that. By the way, I've got a $2,000 program you might be interested in. You go right to the jugular, and that makes you an icky salesman. You definitely want to avoid this. There's two things that prospective customers don't like, marketers and salesmen. Now, it just so happens if you're an effective business owner, you've got to be a good marketer, and you've actually got to close business or make it rain, so therefore you're a salesman. But as soon as you're perceived to be a marketer, or a salesperson, not somebody who's got a good product, good service, who can actually perform a service and help you and therefore make their life better. Two different things. When they when a prospective customer identifies you as either a marketer or a salesman, they're going to erect a big brick wall and you're, and closing that will be 10 times harder, if at all possible. So don't do that. Don't be so close. Don't ask somebody to marry you on the first date. The next thing is called cloning. Another thing, uh, kind of a meme of mine is learn to delegate or stay small forever. If you keep trying to do it all in your business, if you're the chief cook and bottle washer, because nobody can do it as good or as fast or as cheap as I can. So why would I pay somebody 10, 20, $30 to do this when I can do it myself and keep all the money? My you're never, ever, ever going to have a dream business unless your dream business is you're a solo operator and you can only make X number of dollars because you will max out your time. Number one, and I had this, this what I'm going to share with you now, I just had a conversation with a client of mine yesterday who wanted to do X, Y, and Z. And I said, well, that's possible. But if you ever hope to have a dream business where maybe you're not working five or six days a week, you shouldn't do that. What I meant by that, and I don't want to go into too much detail, is you want to start creating and running the business with the systems that you want to have a year or five years down the road. Don't start offering things that are going to have you busy six, seven, eight days a week and, and doing all these different things. Because if you have 10 clients now and next year, you're blessed to have a hundred, you'll never be able to do this. You'll never have a day off. I can't take a week off. I've got all this stuff. So set up the business you want to have now and that business would be the kind of the, the dream business you envision in the future. I could go deeper on that, but that's enough of that. All right. Here's the next thing I see far too many entrepreneurs. And this is what keeps them in the box. Even if you get to a point where your, your business is even, let's say, achieving six figures. Let's say you've got a six-figure business. You're, you're, you're doing okay. You're working pretty hard, but you, you can't seem to break past that six-figure mark. More than likely, if we had a long, deep conversation, I would tell you, you know what? You have a job. You take your position as the owner, CEO, founder of your business, whatever fancy title you want to give yourself, but you treat it like a job, right? You don't invest in a job. You invest in a business. Now, it's true that you might be the owner of your own business, but your daily activities and the things you're doing um, are things that an employee would do, not the visionary rainmaking entrepreneur that you should be. One last point on this, and so it's probably the most important part of this lesson, is that employees seldom invest in themselves. Employees seldom invest in the business. That's up to the owner to do, right? So as real employees, they believe the company should invest in them and their training and skills. So a job is, again, a job is not something that you invest in. On the other hand, as a business owner, your business is an asset. You should invest in assets and assets properly invested in should provide a return. And maybe that return is financial freedom. Maybe it's a worry-free retirement someday. So Stop looking at your business like it's a job. It's an asset. And to the degree that you can maximize the profitability of that asset while you're working it and hopefully someday um, sell it off and, and 
go live in a big boat or go sit on the beach or do whatever you want. That would be an asset worth investing. Okay. Now let's switch things over a little bit because I kind of went a little bit negative. I hope you're not this, hope you're not doing that. Let's be a little more positive and upbeat uh, a little more upbeat perspective. I'm going to share 10 traits that highly successful entrepreneurs have in common. Let's see how many of these you do have. Number one, highly successful entrepreneurs delegate and accept that a great team doing things 80% as good as they would do is going gonna, is gonna to win the day. That goes to the whole delegation piece. And the term, when I came up with 80%, that's what I personally did because I suffered from that myself. But I finally got an assistant. And then two, back in the back in the day, as they say, when I had several businesses going, I had about 17 virtual assistants on my team. They're all virtual 1099. I never had any employees, but I had 17 people that were helping me run the various companies. And the way I got comfortable with that, I'll share this with you. The way I got comfortable with that is if I had somebody that could do it about 80% as good as I could, I was happy with that because if I looked and said, nah, I saw what they did there. I saw how they interacted with that customer. I saw how they handled this, and but it wasn't how I would do it. But if I had to do it all, I wouldn't be out speaking. I wouldn't be writing my books. I wouldn't be launching Dream Business Academy. I wouldn't be coaching new clients all the time if I had to be doing everything in the newsletter business and social media and this, that, and the other thing. So I've learned that if I'm going to bring on a team, I will train them as much as I can. And if they can get to about 80% as good as what Jim would do, I'm fine. Let them have it, gump, because that makes me freer to go work on what I call high revenue generating activities. All right. Number two, they focus on high revenue generating activities. Interesting. Oddly enough, I just said that. They focus on high revenue generating activities. If you have, if you're sitting there uh, updating your mailing list or if you're inputting data, God forbid you're licking stamps and doing your own mailers or do anything that you can pay somebody, whether it's $10 or $20, 30, 40, $50 an hour, that's what you're worth. There's an old expression. Or formula that says if you want to earn a million dollars a year, assuming you're going to work 50 weeks a year, take two weeks off, you're going to work um, 50 hours, say, you need to be earning $400. So $400 an hour will transfer into a million dollars of revenue. So if any hour of the working year that you're personally in, you're doing something that's worth $40 an hour or $30 an hour, that's what you're worth. And you're not going to get to the million dollars. So you, as the owner of the business, you need to focus on high revenue generating activities. The third thing is they don't shy away from hard choices just because it's business. It's business. It's not personal. There are hard choices you have to make. I was listening to a, um, a seminar, my great mentor, Dan Kennedy today, talking about how people hire and hire. And he goes, look, it's, it sounds kind of trite and cliche, but yeah, you, you, you hire, you hire fast or excuse me, you hire slow and fire fast. When there's a position to be filled, you fill it. If it's turned out, it's not working, cut the cord. You know, it's almost never going to work out in the long run. So anyway, the other thing is, um, this is number five. Now high performing entrepreneurs never outgrow the need for a coach or mentor. There's always an area of your business, of your marketing, your mindset, your financial, uh, you know, online this, how to write a book, working with a all of that. There's somebody that can help you get there faster. And so if you can put your ego in the drawer and focus more in the result and not the fact that, yeah, I figured it out myself, you're going to get there faster. Number seven, they don't pollute their success mindset with negative BS. 
this is something that has just grown exponentially, even in the last couple of years, the amount of negativity you see. I've always said when I retire, which would be at the end of next year, I'm going, I'm not on social media. Social media is something that I do to, to keep myself marketed, to market myself to uh, additional coaching clients and, you know, to newsletter clients, et cetera. That's why I'm on social media. I, I talk to my kids or whatever. I, I correspond with my family members. I don't do it through social media. So my point is the reason I do social media and the reason I do it my way is it is a marketing tool for my business. I don't go on and participate and, oh my gosh, did you see what he said in Washington or what they just did or what the Supreme Court did? Next thing you know, they're blowing up the the back and forth, aggravating. First of all, how is that helping your business? Second of all, it's dragging you into something negative. It's hard enough to, to really achieve success as an entrepreneur, let alone high levels of success when everything is good up here. If you start introducing a lot of negative BS, that is going to hurt you. So you want to be very, very careful about that. Number eight, highly successful entrepreneurs define success on their own terms. What does it mean to you? Some people say, I want to be a seven-figure business owner. I want to be an eight-figure business owner. That's fine. Whatever your goal is for you. What I tell people who come to work with me as a dream business coach, let's figure out to the nth degree, to whatever is possible with as much clarity and, and laser focus as we can, what do you want your dream lifestyle to look like? For me, about eight years ago, I said, I want to work three days a week. Up to that point, my I literally the proverbial 80-hour week, I grinding, grinding, grinding. I said, I can't do this anymore. So I, I stopped working Fridays. I like that so much. After I got my first boat, I said, no, I'm going to work not work Monday. So I figured out, what do I have to do in my business so that I can work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then be off four days all the time? And I figured that out because I knew exactly what my lifestyle I wanted to look like. I knew what it would cost to support that. I knew what I had to put away for retirement. I figured that all out and that's what I was able to do. And believe me, it's not eight figures. You can live a hell of a good life on a lot less. So my point is define success on your own terms. Don't let somebody say, wait, you've only done that. Oh my God. How come you're not going for seven or eight figures? Keep, keep it your own goal. All right. Play your own game. All right, what's next? Um, number nine, they would rather read or listen to podcasts than watch TV. <laughs> you know, before um, Stephanie and I sold our house and moved on the boat, we, I must have had a library, three, 400 books, donated most of them. I got a small selection here. Not sure if you can see that, but all, all my greatest books there. Um, but consuming information, constantly tweaking, constantly innovating. When I go for my walks in the morning, I, I will generally put in a headset. I listen to YouTube videos. I was listening to some old Dan Kennedy today and yesterday, and it was just amazing because it keeps the mind sharp, keeps you going, keeps you growing. And the final thing, the number 10 thing that highly successful entrepreneurs have in common, they know the role of serving others and giving back plays in their success. In other words, they know how important it is to serve others. Um, if you want to learn more about that, you can get a copy of my latest book, kind of a tiny little book. It's called Serve First, Unlock a Life of Abundance and Purpose. And I describe exactly what I did back from the day when I was like multiple six figures in debt and I was just scared out of my wits, but I started this whole serve first thing and I'm still doing it to this day. It's very, very, very important. It's one of the best things you can do to get yourself out of the rut and get yourself going and growing again. Now, earlier in this training, let me check the time. Oh, I'm doing great. Um, earlier in this training, I touched on complacency 
and how it can be a real buzzsaw to your growth. Complacency, it's one of those things. Once it sets in, I don't want to use the word like it's cancer because that's really horrific, but complacency, it can be like a cancer in your business, okay? It can start eating you up. So it's not talked about too much, complacency, because it's not a sexy topic like millionaire mindset or you know any kind of online marketing strategy, but it's really important. So I thought if I was... Um, if I was doing well on time, which I am, I'm going to take a little bit of a, a detour here and talk about complacency. Number one, here's some of the underlying causes um, of complacency, which again can be a real progress killer. Number one, worrying about what everyone thinks. If you're constantly worried, again, about what other people think, you're never going to stray out of that zone that you're in. And that zone right now is, is called your comfort zone. So we kind of have a need to want to feel liked and appreciated. I mean, who doesn't? Who, nobody wants to be, oh, that sucks. You suck. I'll, you know, nobody wants to be disliked that. But if you if your need to be liked at such a, at a level is so high, it's going to make it really tough for you to kind of stand out and market your business your way. Life is too short not to be yourself and, and do what you want to do right now. I will tell you this. Even though I've mastered, well, I've certainly overcome complacency. I don't, want, I don't know if you ever master it, but there's always, I always, always talk about the little voice. I always got the little voice in my head. Tell him this, tell him that. Oh, Jim, you forgot to say this. And I'm always whittling that. And, and even when I was delivering some of this commentary a few minutes ago, I said, I'm sorry if this will offend somebody. And as soon as I said that, I said, just tell them the truth, right? So there's always a need to want to maybe say things a certain way so we're, we're, we feel liked and respected when in reality, people will have more respect for you if you just tell the freaking truth. This is what it is. You may not agree with it. And by the way, that means they're probably not a good prospective client for you. That's okay. I'm going to be who I am. Some people like that. Some people like working with me. Some people don't. That's totally cool. So stop worrying about what others think of you because it helps you to not accomplish many things. I realize that is very bad grammar, but I'm going to let that be where it is. Spending time with the wrong people can lure you into complacency. Um, I was working with one of my clients earlier this week, who's kind of in a tough little spot. And one of the things I pointed out to them, cause I'm always watching from afar. I'm always checking out what my clients are doing because when I come to our calls, I want to know what's going on. And I kind of held, held his feet to the fire a little bit. You're participating in some of this back and forth, right? You're participating in some of this negativity. Number one, in other words, if you hang out with people who are thinking and worrying about, oh, I'm, I'm only getting a dollar an hour raise. Like maybe you have friends that aren't entrepreneurs and they're talking about this sucks, that sucks. I haven't got a raise. Oh my gosh, this, that, and the other thing. It's very bad for your mindset. If I was to go deeper on this topic, I would share a story with you. Not only do you hang out with the people who are going to challenge you, inspire you, motivate you to do more, to be more, and, and to achieve higher levels of success. Sometimes, I almost said very often, sometimes you need to, uh, end some relationships or spend far less time now with other people. I had somebody, a pretty good friend of mine. And when I started building my business and achieving success, he went to the, the job route, but he was so negative. And, and I'm starting to read up on this stuff. I was, you know, reading back, thinking, grow rich, reading all these books about the power of the mind. Oh, you got to be in positive. You got to be with people who inspire you. 
And I started not taking calls. And I actually had to cut this person out of my life because they were dragging me down just as I was starting to surface and come up. So it's very, very, it's easy to be complacent. I went way too long on that, but sometimes you've got to be very, very careful with who you're hanging out with, or you will stay in that, what I call a cesspool of complacency. So you want to spend time with high achievers, spend time with more high achievers, spend time with others who are, who are playing a bigger game. I've been in a number of masterminds. I'm not in any right now other than the one I lead, but I was in a number of masterminds and there was one, I tell this story often, it's called my most embarrassing moment. Back when I started coaching and I wanted to um, learn how to grow a more successful coach program, I felt when I was in that mastermind, I flew out to California from Pennsylvania and I'm, oh, it's going to be great. And I'm a little nervous. And I'm like in this room with people who were very smart, very accomplished. And I felt like, oh, I'm the dumbest one in the room. There's some positive mindset for you, right? And I just had this thing and I was fighting it and fighting it. But overall, I stuck it out and went with it. And those people just pulled me along. They held me to account. They held me accountable to do this, that, and the other thing. And, and here I am today. So you want to be with high achievers. If you're the smartest person in the room, that's probably not a good room to be in. Uh, one thing for sure, staying in your current situation is guaranteed is a guaranteed way to stunt your growth. A willingness to take chances and challenge yourself will leave you um, better equipped to come out the other side. I think the bottom line, I better bottom line this because I don't want to go this long on complacency. Surround yourself with people who will keep you challenged and inspired and hold you accountable. OK, those are just a few thoughts on how to break free of complacency. All right, let me wrap up by sharing just a couple, uh, what I call millionaire mindset hacks. I did a whole thing for my um, dream business mastermind yesterday. Uh, I'm gonna share just a few of those with you tonight. So these are, if you have a difficulty thinking about money, money's very personal. I mean, I'm of the generation, you don't ask somebody how much they make, how much they give, how much they say, it's just, you just don't talk money. Um, might be a little different today, but again, the, the mindset that you have, the relationship that you have with money, I totally believe, oh, I can hear my granddaughter out there. I totally believe that you can attract more money by the way you think about money. And I know you can repel money by the way you think about money. So one thing you want to do, again, here we go with relationships. This reminds me of Jim Rohn. You know, you're, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Spend more time with rich and successful people and spend less time with doomsayers and naysayers. All right. Um, and again, I think this includes social media. If you're involved in social media in certain forums and certain groups, like right now when Stephanie and I bought our motorhome, which I can't wait, we're moving on in a month and going to take off. So I'm very excited about that. But I'm in all these forums and oh, all oh, this sucks. This trailer breaks down. How come the heater doesn't work? Blah, blah, blah. If, if, if I start feeling myself getting sucked into a negative vortex, I eject, I eject, I eject, I eject. So if you're part of mastermind group, if you're part of some entrepreneur, groups, whatever it is, and there's people and you feel yourself, if you feel yourself starting getting a suck down to a negative vortex, eject, eject, protect your mindset. Okay. Number two, believe in your heart, mind, and soul that money does come easily when you provide enough value and when you serve enough people. Okay. One common mistake I see marketers make is that by they believe they're serving their audience with their wisdom and knowledge, um, you know, by way of emails, by way of social media, by way of live streams, whatever it is, serve, serve, serve. And then all of a sudden, um, 
they're promoting, they're doing a hard pitch, a hard pitch for their high dollar program. This is icky to be sure. I believe in serve, 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 and then you've earned the right to promote. So if you tell me, well, I just sent people, you know, five emails and it's really good stuff. And the sixth email is an invitation to buy your program. It's icky. I think not only did you, are you not going to get those sales? You're going to damage all the effort you just did. So you, it really is about the relationships. It's about building those strong relationships with prospective clients. And when they finally get to the point where they know, like, and trust you, there's that whole, not cliche, there's that whole saying, know, like, and trust. They're going to want to, well, tell me more. How can we have a conversation, et cetera? But you've gone and you've served and you've built up that relationship, such as it is in its infancy, I would say. The next thing you want to do is you want to be a generous giver. Holding on to your money for fear it will run out is a huge no-no for building a strong millionaire mindset. If you if you are chintzy or a chiseler or you're hoarding whatever money you have, that's telling your brain you believe there's a limited supply of money. There really isn't. There's an endless supply of money, but money always moves. It moves in every economy, but it always moves to value. If you provide enough value and through your great brand and great marketing, enough people know who you are to see what that value is, you're going to do well. So I encourage you, again, you should read Surf First. You can read this in about one hour. It's 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 that easy. And um, you know whether you believe in God, spirit, universe, the Surf First principle works amazingly well. It's one of the first things I'll push some of my clients to do when they're kind of in that stuck zone. All right. Carry around. Here's another thing. Carry around some money, including some big bills. We live in a plastic society and now it's even Bitcoin and other things. So you almost don't need cash. I always carry cash, carry cash in my wallet. I used to tell this out loud. <laughs> what? So in, on my boat, you go down the stairs into our salon. There was a little drawer there. I used to get about $200 in $5 bills. I use that to tip the dock hands. But every time I open that drawer for a battery or pen or my keys, I'm like, look at all that money. And so you want to leave some money around, even if you never spend it. But you want your brain to see that you always have money. Money is plentiful because folks. It truly is. Next thing you can do, pick up the check at dinner or lunch. This tells your brain you're not worried about running out of money again. It feels good to treat others. And by the way, double whammy of goodness. You feel good about treating others. It tells your brain there's enough money to go around. And who knows, maybe the reciprocity will kick in. Somebody will get the check the next time. Not that's not that that's why you do it, but very often that's going to happen. <laughs> Give some money to someone in need. It doesn't even matter how much it is. Five bucks, 20 bucks, 100 bucks. Do it anonymously. Don't post it all over social media. And even if you're a little frugal with yourself, and by the way, there's nothing wrong with being frugal with yourself, but once in a while, treat yourself well. Stay in a nicer hotel. Buy a nice suit or dress or whatever, nice boots. Buy the entree instead of the special. Do something nice. Treat yourself. Again, what you're telling your brain is that there's plenty of money to go around and I'm not worried about running out. That's one of the ways you can actually attract more money. Last thing I'll say about this is as far as a money mindset and being an entrepreneur, I know this firsthand. You cannot save your way out of debt. You must grow your way out of debt. You cannot save your way out of debt. When I was a massive, massive credit card debt, like 140, 50 grand. And I was like, oh, I'm trying to grow, but I, I was really worried about this. A mentor finally said, why don't you just get another 100 clients with no hassle newsletters? You'll be out of debt in a year and a half. I said, 
oh, that sounds like a good plan. <laughs> and we started putting that into place. I was so focused on making the debt go away by canceling this or not doing that, not getting pizza, whatever. That's stupid. You can only you can only be frugal so much. But when I actually put a plan into place and I got 100 more clients at No Hassle Newsletters at $197 a month, I suddenly, boom, started chiseling away all that debt in a massive form. You cannot grow your way out of, you cannot save your way out of debt. You must grow your way out of debt. All right, I'm going to leave you with this as it relates to money, because this is really one of the most important things, and we'll wrap up. If your goal as a business owner is to be comfortable, chances are you'll never get rich. If your goal is to be rich, wealthy, financially independent, use whatever expression you want, chances are you'll end up mighty comfortable. If you're not totally and fully and truly committed to creating wealth in your business and therefore your personal life, you will not. Success, especially high levels of success, is an all-in proposition, it is not a la carte. Whatever feels comfortable and safe to you, you can't pick and choose the things you're going to do. If someone with a lot of experience, perhaps me, perhaps somebody else said, hey, you know what? You should create this brand. You should launch. You should do a podcast. You should start doing videos. Start creating a tons of content. Start putting it every blah, 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 blah. And you say, nah, okay, I'll write because then I, they won't have to hear my silly voice. I'm not going to do live streams. Maybe I'll do recorded video. I'm not going to do a book book because that'll take me a long time and who knows what it'll cost to print it, but I'll do some ebook. In other words, you start chiseling away at all the stuff that's been proven to be successful. That's telling yourself, mm, I'm just going to pick the a la carte menu. High levels of success are for people who go all in. All right. That is that. Um, I will close here. It's uh, oh, good. 3.36. Good job. I'm, I'm going to close out with this. I have two openings right now as uh, as of December. I have two openings in my dream business mastermind and coaching program. 2024 is my last year. I can't tell you how many people over the years have said, yeah, I'm, I don't work with you, but I'm not ready yet. I want to work with you before you retire. So I'm kind of putting it out there. I've been out there. I put it in my blog. I've set emails. I'm, I want to end in a big way. So if you if you want to be considered for one of the two openings in my mastermind, connect with me. Uh, you can connect with me at getjimpalmer.com. Uh, you can send me an email, jim at getjimpalmer.com. Send me a, a message in any way, shape, or form, and we can talk about that. The other thing I shared on my emails and my blog posts, I've always had a one-year commitment with, with new clients. And I thought, it's interesting. Over the years, some people said, well, I don't want to work with you for a full year, but can I work with you for like, I don't know, three or four months? I'd love for you to teach me how to put on profitable micro events like a Dream Business Academy. My average event had 40 to 50 people. I'd love to learn how to sell from the stage like you did. I'd love to learn how to create a, a virtual mastermind. So if you're interested, in a, if you're interested possibly in a more, um, what do I call Not an event-based, but a, an outcome-based um, coaching situation. I'm open to conversation at this point because again, December 2024, boom. I'm either well, I'm not in that boat anymore, but I'm going to be in my RV, <laughs> and who knows if I'll have another boat. But that's that's going to be different. So if any of those things are interested to you, one of the two openings in the Dream Business Mastermind, which is awesome, or if you just want to work with me privately for some kind of a short period of time on some kind of an outcome based. Um, arrangement, let me know and we can talk. But that's it until this time next week. I'll have another fantastic guest with me. I don't know who it is, and I'm not going to say because this will repeat. And I don't want to, I'll keep it evergreen. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. Hope you have an awesome day, and I will talk to you soon. Take care, everybody. 
Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.